Hello, everybody, and welcome to Starlight Beacon Transmissions. This is episode six of the show. Yes, we've done six episodes so far, so I guess you could call this the Return of the Jedi episode. <laughs> anyway, my name is Eric Mitchell. I am your host, as usual, and we are coming to you from the Starlight Beacon Transmissions podcast recording studio, a.k.a. my living room. And we have a fun show for you this week. We're going to talk about uh, where the Mandalorian goes after Cara Dune. Um, we're going to be talking, I'm going to be giving you my spoiler-free thoughts on the rest of Into the Dark by Claudia Gray, uh, the High Republic novel. And then we are going to be doing a deep dive into Alphabet Squadron Book 1, Alphabet Squadron. Uh, we are going to be talking about that over the next couple of weeks in par in anticipation uh, for Alphabet Squadron Victory's Price hitting store shelves on March 2nd. So get ready for that. So this week we're going to be talking about Alphabet Squadron. And next week we are going to be talking about Shadowfall, which is Alphabet Squadron Book 2. Um, yeah. And uh, we are going to be having some fun in the process. Uh, next week, we are also going to be talking about Thrawn some more by uh, doing some more of a breakdown of uh, Chaos Rising, the uh, Ascendancy book. But for now, let's get into it. So, all of us saw, and I had my rant last week, that uh, Gina Carano has been fired from Lucasfilm and she will no longer be appearing on The Mandalorian as Cara Dune. Now, does that mean that they're going to recast the character of Cara Dune? Are they going to proceed uh, without the character of Cara Dune? That is to, uh, that's still to be determined. Uh, however, if you do recast, some people have been saying Lucy Lawless, which I think would be interesting for the character of Cara Dune. Um, but, you know, I don't think, now this is my opinion, I don't think that she should be recast. I don't think that you should recast the character at all. Um, I think that if you are going to proceed with the show, which they are, uh, for those of you that are saying that Favreau and Filoni are going to be leaving Lucasfilm due to this, you're wrong. They have too much love and respect for Star Wars and too much, and they've poured so much love into this project that... They're not going to be leaving. They're in this for the long run. Um, so don't even worry about Favreau and Filoni leaving. That's just clickbait. Anyway, moving on. So where do you go from here? So we know that Cara Dune was probably going to be in the Rangers of the New Republic spinoff. Uh, which was announced uh, at Disney Investor Day. And... The Rangers of the New Republic, we don't really know much about it yet, but I have a feeling that it's going to deal with a special ops group in the New Republic that's going to be carrying out missions probably in the Outer Rim. And it got me thinking, you could do this two ways. And I, you could bring back Cobb Vanth, because... I don't think Cobb Vanth's story is done yet. And uh, for those of you that don't know, Cobb Vanth was played by Timothy Oliphant in um, episode one of season of this past season of The Mandalorian. 
Uh, he played the Marshal of Mos Pelgo. Um, he's, Cobb Vanth is a character from the book Aftermath. Um, well, he's a character from that entire trilogy, and he's one of the best written characters in that trilogy. Um, I have a, I kind of have a, uh, like-dislike relationship with Aftermath, uh, that, that trilogy. Uh, it sets some interesting things up, but it's written... It's not really written well, except for, like, the Cobb Vanth stuff. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. Um, I know a Star Wars fan that didn't really like a Star Wars book. Yeah, I know. Gasp. Um, <laughs> I mean, it happens. It happens. Anyway, so uh, you could bring back Cobb Vanth, which I think would be a smart move. Um, because I don't think his story's done yet, and... I would love to see him interact with uh, the Mandalorian a little bit more. You could also put Cobb Vanth in the upcoming uh, Book of Boba Fett series, which I have a feeling that is where he's going to end up. But anyway, bring back Cobb Vanth. Have him go with the Mandalorian on, uh, on some missions for a while. I would love to see him and the Mandalorian and Bo-Katan and uh, the rest of the crew going to Mandalore to fr to finally free Mandalore from the Empire. I think that that would be interesting. Um, so you could go that direction. You could also go with Bill Burr's character of uh, Mayfeld or Mayfield. It's one of those two. Um, and we saw Bill Burr knows how to act, especially in a serious role like this. And... We saw his chemistry with Pedro Pascal, especially in that table scene uh, in episode, it was like one of the last episodes of the season. Um, just the way they played off of each other, the way that they um, just acted, it was incredible. So I would love to see more of Mayfield um, in The Mandalorian. I think that he would be the perfect person to go forward with because... I know some of you are going to be like, well, what about, I mean, but Cara Dune was such a badass female character. Yes, she is a badass female character. However, you have tons, of, well, you don't have tons, but you have a few badass female characters still on the Mandalorian, one of them being Bo-Katan. Um, so, you know, I, I get where people are coming from, but I also see it as bring Mayfeld in. I would love to see what he does. I would love to see him carry out missions for the New Republic. Um, I would love to see him liberate Mandalore with the Mandalorian and Bo-Katan and company. I think that would be uh, just really, really interesting. And you know Favreau and Filoni would do it, too. Uh, these guys are smart. They know what's going on. And I trust them completely. So if they do recast, they recast. If they move forward with other characters, that's great. But I'm not going to say, well, Favreau and Filoni have no idea what they're doing and, you know, the, and, and just give up on everything. Now, let's let Favreau and Filoni do their thing. I trust them. I, I trust Jon Favreau, especially after kickstarting the MCU. I trust, and two seasons of The Mandalorian, I also trust the hell out of Dave Filoni 
um, you know, with not only uh, Avatar, The Last Airbender, and Legend of Korra, but with Clone Wars and uh, Rebels and Resistance, and now The Mandalorian. I trust Dave Filoni completely. Let's let them do their thing. But I think it would be interesting to see them go with Mayfeld and Cobb Vanth um, moving forward. So uh, those are my thoughts on that. Um, we are going to... Sorry about that. <laughs> I had to like take a deep breath. And I didn't want it to like sound weirder than it was. But it already was weird. Um, we are going to move on now and talk about... Uh, Claudia Gray's Into the Dark, her High Republic novel. Uh, I I just uh, finished the audiobook for this, and I have to tell you, I love this book, and it just feels like everything Claudia Gray puts out uh, that is in Star Wars is just better and better and better and better. Um, my first... I'm just going to give you a little bit of background before I get uh, more into my thoughts but i'm going to give you a little bit of background on me with uh claudia gray's star wars books so i was uh told by my buddy uh scott to uh this was when the journey to the force awakens stuff came out uh that first force friday over five years ago when <sighs> that was, was quite a time <laughs> anyway <laughs> so um, he told me to, to check it out, and so I started reading it, and I just, I had a hard time getting into it, but then once I got about a quarter of the way through, it really started picking up, and I just, I couldn't put it down. I, I couldn't put it down. I finished it in two nights after it got going. Uh, I finished it in two nights, and I was just blown away. Uh, we got a little bit of the Battle of Jakku. We find out who crashed that Star Destroyer. <laughs> um, and it was just, it was so good. And then um, Bloodline came out, which was uh, Claudia Gray's uh, second Star Wars novel that dealt with um, Leia in the New Republic Senate. And it was just this beautifully written political thriller that's what it was it was a political thriller and it talked about the rise of the first order and it talked about how it started setting up the fall of the new republic um and it was just really really interesting and um you you see leia going through a situation yeah han's there like, we see their relationship and everything. And Han's in the book, and he's providing, um, you know, he's providing support to her. So this is before the fall of Luke Skywalker's Jedi Order. And it, it was nice to see Han in, like, the supportive role where he doesn't, like, really steal the spotlight. Um, and then we get to Claudia Gray's novel... Uh, Leia, Princess of Alderaan, which um, introduces uh, the character uh, that will become Vice Admiral Holdo uh, in The Last Jedi, and that was a beautifully written book about Leia's uh, time on Alderaan and 
her first steps into the rebellion, her first steps into the Imperial Senate. And it was it was just beautiful. And then uh, we got uh, Master and Apprentice from uh, from Claudia Gray, which is about Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon's uh, relationship pre-Phantom Menace. So, um, you know, the, Qui-Gon being Obi-Wan's master and, and the growing pains that they go through. And that was such an amazing book. And so I was like, all right, Claudia, you know, you're batting a thousand. Let's, let's see what, uh, let's see what you do now with, uh, Into the Dark. And boy, does she deliver. This book is absolutely, uh, amazing. It is wonderfully written. It is funny. It's fast paced, um, has great action, has a lot of mystery in it, and is just, this has to be one of my favorite Star Wars books moving forward. It is just so entertaining. I mean, it makes you care about a sentient rock. A rock. (laughs) Just let that sink in for a second. It makes you care about a rock. And I love the Jedi and the way they're written. Um, Wreath is one of my favorites. So is Comac. Um, Orla is awesome too. I mean, every single Jedi character in this book is just fantastic. And they bring it. Oh my gosh, do they bring it with the action. And... The supporting cast of uh, Affy and Leox, they're great too. I i just can't say enough about this. There is... I, I love this. So, Claudia, I have to say, well done. This is such a beautiful book. Um, it's, it's one of the most... It's one of the most fun experiences, experiences I've had reading a Star Wars novel. Um, I had a fun experience with uh, Charles Soule's Light of the Jedi. I mean, the High Republic I've just had fun with. I've just had an absolute blast just consuming this material lately. Um, it's just, it's wonderfully written. It's wonderfully thought out. And I just can't say enough about this. The team at Lucasfilm uh, Story Group and this this writing team, I mean... I couldn't, I don't think I could have asked for any, um, I, I don't think I could have asked for a better group of writers to write this story. Um, and Claudia Gray just, can you just, Claudia Gray, just, you, Charles, Justina, Daniel, and Kevin, um, and of course, Alexander Freed, because we're going to be talking about Alphabet Squadron here soon. Can you guys just write everything Star Wars from now on? Because you guys know what this is about. And you just embrace it. You embrace all of it. And you just run with it. And it's just wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. So please, please, please check out Into the Dark. Uh, Check out all of the High Republic stuff. Um, You won't be disappointed. Uh, I know that there's a lot of High Republic haters out there right now, and that, and and I have to say this to the people that are hating on the High Republic, just to hate on the High Republic, 
I don't think you're reading the material because you just want to hate on it because you hated The Last Jedi. I, I think that's where a lot of this hate is coming from. It's from people that hated The Last Jedi. Um, so don't listen to them. Just go in for yourself with an open mind and just check these books out and I think you will have um, just an absolute blast with it. It's such into the dark. I can't recommend it enough. Um, you know, it's got everything. It's got lightsabers. It's got action. It's got solar flares, <laughs> space stations, hyperspace explosions. It's It's got it all. So, um, you know, and, and it talks about uh, Jedi hooking up with each other. Which I know some people are like, oh, that that could never happen. We all know it happened. We we all know. It, it, it happens. Look at Quinlan Voss. Look at, um, you know, Qui-Gon probably did too. You know? I know. Gas. Qui-Gon. What? Yeah. No. I, I think he did. Obi-Wan, I think, wanted to. with Especially with Satine. Um, but they also had a romance there, so, you know. Anyway, it talks about that. It talks about all sorts of fun stuff. Um, it world builds on the High Republic, so I cannot recommend it enough. Uh, so we're going to take a quick break, and then we are going to get into our deep dive into Alphabet Squadron Book 1. Uh, Alphabet Squadron. <laughs> I know, that's weird for me to say. So, stay tuned. We will be back in just a minute. All right, folks, and we are back. And now it is time for the fun. Let's get into this. So uh, in 2019, we were introduced to what has become my favorite Star Wars fighter squadron of all time. I know. So a lot of you love Rogue Squadron. A lot of you love Black, uh, Black Squadron from uh, the sequel trilogy. Some of you love Bravo Squadron from The Phantom Menace. But I am now here to talk to you. Oh, oh and some of you also love Phoenix Squadron from Star Wars Rebels. But now I am here to talk to you about a five-man squadron known as Alphabet Squadron. So, for those of you that are wondering, what the heck is Alphabet Squadron? So, Alphabet Squadron, uh, I'll give you the breakdown of the squadron themselves, and then we're going to get into the book here. So, Alphabet Squadron is a squadron of five fighters in the New Republic, uh, part of New Republic Intelligence. Um, it is uh, comprised of an X-Wing, a an A-Wing, a Y-Wing, a U-Wing, and a B-Wing. So pretty much all of the heavy fighters um, in um, in the Republic. And so we in this book, we meet five different characters who get pretty much their stories explained uh, before they all come together. 
um, they get their individual backstories explored before they all come together. And uh, here we meet our first main character. Uh, her name is uh, Erica Quell. She's a former Imperial TIE fighter pilot for the Empire's Elite Shadow Wing Squadron. Um, and she has pretty much defected to the Rebellion, or now to the New Republic. And she's considered um, a prisoner and kind of for the New Republic, but isn't really. She's pretty much hashing out her days in this ragtag um, kind of like shanty town called uh, Traitor's Remorse, where she is meeting with a reprogrammed Imperial torture droid. Uh, that is also serving as therapist for her. Uh, it's an ITO droid, uh, so that makes it fun. <laughs> and then, and then uh, here, er Erica Quell meets with uh, a shadowy figure uh, that's with uh, New Republic Intelligence named Karen Aiden, uh, who is going to be their case officer as they uh, go through uh, everything as they go through everything, uh, in, uh, as they go through their missions and everything. So, yeah. Uh, from there, uh, Traitor's Remorse is actually attacked, um, by a rogue agent. And Aiden thinks that Erica Quell might have something to do with it, but she, she has no idea what's going on with it. Um, but Aiden thinks that Quell can be useful to him by getting information on Shadow Wing from her and forming a task group to take out the Wing once and for all. And I know I'm kind of like, I'm not all over the place here, but I, I kind of am. Uh, my show notes... <laughs> I lost my show notes, so <laughs> you're just going to have to bear with me here. Uh, from there, we meet, uh, from there, we go on uh, to Erica's first recru recruiting assignment. Uh, and this is a former Imperial pi pilot turned pirate, Nath Tenzent, um, who is just, he's such an awesome character. He's, he's so much fun. Um he is if picture hondo onaka with han solo like just picture onaka's attitude with han solo's attitude just embodied in a person and it's it's really funny the guy just loves to just blow crap up and he loves to just go off on his own and do his thing um but if he needs to be part of a team he will and we find out that uh, he was with the Imperial, uh, he was in the Imperial Navy, uh, and he suffered a lot of losses and tragedy there. Uh, before switching to the uh, Rebellion, he, he did defect, uh, went to the Rebellion, and he ended up uh, losing most of his squad mates and quote-unquote faked his own death just to go off and do his own thing, but... Aiden, Kieran Aiden, was able to track him down. So, 
Uh, that's uh, Erica Quells or Erica Quells uh, first recruit uh, into Shadow Squad or into uh, Alphabet Squadron. Um, and it's just it's it's so great. Their interactions great because they literally beat the crap out of each other for about five minutes. Um, and then Nas like, all right, yeah, sure, I'll go with you. Um, from there, we uh, meet uh, Ace A-Wing pilot Will Lark, who is with, uh, I think it's either Hound or Riot Squadron? Let me see here. Yes, that's right. He was with Riot Squadron. Sorry, I had to look that up. I found my show notes, by the way. <laughs> so uh, he's a veteran of the Battle of Endor. All he's trying to do is he's just trying to get back home. That's all Will wants to do. He wants to he wants to leave uh, the war, and he just wants to go back home and settle down. But, you know, the war's still following him, and he can't escape yet. And he has more to do, so... Will is a member of a Riot Squadron who uh, is assigned to a carrier called the Hellions Dare, which is uh, trying to make its way through this uh, nebulous region of the galaxy. And while it's making uh, its way through this nebulous region of the galaxy, um, it is constantly under attack from Shadow Squad or from Shadow Wing. Um, I want to call it Shadow Squadron, but it's Shadow Wing, and so. You know, they're trying to outrun them, but as they're outrunning them, they're losing pilots left and right because Shadow Wing will actually gang up on different pilots um, that are starting to get lost from the group and take out those those fighters. Uh, Along with Will is a B-Wing pilot named uh, Chaz Necratic, uh, who is with um, Hound Squadron. Uh, she is in a B-Wing. Uh, she has a... She is a... a fangirl of uh, Jin Erso. Well, I shouldn't say fangirl. She's a uh, fan of Jin Erso, who she actually met at one point, which is uh, interesting. Uh, while she's flying through space... And just blasting things. She's listening to loud music and just, uh, you know, being awesome. Um, and it it just makes for an interesting character. And she loses her entire squadron uh, with the Hellions Dare uh, going through the nebula. Uh, Shadowwing takes out her entire squadron and Will Lark ends up saving her life. Um, and, you know, she's upset at Will at first because she feels that he's selfish for saving her life because all she wanted to do was go down just taking out TIE Fighters and, like, you know, what did Jen Erso do? Jen Erso went down fighting. She wants to go down fighting, um, but Will just looks at her i mean just will cares about her so much and wants her to get her payback uh in the right way so he saves her life and they escape and then this leads us to our last member of the squadron uh kairos who's a mysterious figure 
that uh, may or may not be um, a Tuscan Raider when you first look at her, but we don't know her species. Uh, we we only hear her speak once, um, and there's not much in the way of her backstory. We just know that uh, she's in a support role. She flies the U-Wing. Um, and, uh, she just works with Karen Aiden, uh, on these, uh, intelligence missions. And she's there to not only support the squadron, but she's there to bring in strike teams for their big missions. Um, so yes, she's in a very, uh, uh support heavy role. And then we get, uh, a familiar character. Uh, coming in that isn't an official member of Alphabet Squadron. Uh, she is uh, in charge of a battle group. We get wonderful General Harrison Dula. Yes. Um, so this is where I they use... Uh, Alexander Freed uses Hera so well in this book. Um, she's there as a mentor to the members of Alphabet Squadron... Because Hera's been through so much in this war uh, that she she knows where they're coming from. She knows how to get to the other side of that grief and of that pain uh, that they are experiencing. She knows how to get through and how to continue on living. And it's just interesting to see her in this leadership role and to see her supporting the members of Alphabet Squadron when she doesn't have to. Um, she kind of, like, while Kara Naden is like this rough and tough intelligence officer that sees Alphabet Squadron as expendable, a Cara, uh, Hera sees them as a small family, like how she was with the crew of the Ghost. Um, she sees individual, like, as you go through it, you can tell that Hera sees the individual members of the ghost crew in every single one of these pilots. And that's why she takes a liking to Erica Quell and the rest of the squadron, because, because of that familiarity. And she wants them to be a family. She wants them to work together, to come together to complete these objectives while also having each other's backs. And I got to tell you, this makes for some of the most interesting stuff in the book. Yes, this book is action-packed. Um, it's got some great action in it. But it's these small, character-driven moments where this book really shines. And... I think you have to, in order to set up what comes later in the book, you have to have these moments. In order to set up what happens in Shadowfall, you have to have these moments. And even Shadowfall has a bunch of these moments in it, too. And, you know, this it's, it's really interesting because out of the two books so far, Alphabet Squadron is the lightest in tone. Because I'll tell you, Shadowfall gets dark quickly. Um, even this book gets pretty dark, especially towards the end. Because there's some, there's some stuff that goes down where 
we're talking about what's going through the mind of a pilot in what could be their final moments. And it just it makes it so compelling. But anyway, we're I'm getting ahead of myself here. Uh, so those are like the main characters uh, for the uh, New Republic here. And uh, then we're introduced to uh, some of uh, Shadow Wing. Uh, and like the only character really there um, let me see here. The only uh, character that you should really be paying attention to is a uh, character uh, named Shakira Nares, uh, who is an Imperial officer that actually fought in the Clone Wars. Uh, she has kind of taken on a matronly role in uh, in Shadowing, and people call her uh, Grandmother. Uh, but she is anything but grandmotherly. Uh, she has seen and done some things that would make Cassie and Andor cringe. And she is also trying to reignite uh, the failed Operation Operation Cinder. Um, which is a big thing when it comes to... Uh, the end of the Galactic Civil War. Operation Cinder uh, was mentioned in uh, The Mandalorian uh, Season 2 towards the end. Uh, so a lot of people were asking me what that was. Operation Cinder was pretty much uh, the Empire deployed satellites to multiple planets. And they wanted to pretty much glass these planets. They wanted to burn these planets to the ground, just killing everybody. They wanted to pretty much commit genocide. Um, Operation Center was carried out uh, by, well, the message for Operation Center uh, was delivered by these uh, red-cloaked drones of the Emperor um, that uh, once a commander gave their blood sample uh, to one of these drones, then you would see the face of Palpatine in a video message uh, telling them, this is what you're doing, this is what's going on. Uh, in uh, Operation uh, Cinder. Uh, Operation Cinder is uh, foiled by uh, the New Republic uh, with the help of uh, Iden Versio, uh, and that's in uh, Battlefront 2. So, as uh, Quell and uh, the and Alphabet Squadron are uh, gathering intelligence on shadow wing um we get to a point where hera and aiden task alphabet squadron with a uh pretty much a recovery mission they are to go to an old jedi temple that was used as a rebel base and bring back uh ordinance uh for the carrier the lodestar um which is the character, which is the carrier that uh, Alphabet Squadron operates out of? They're to go to this uh, to this temple, retrieve the goods, come back. Uh, that way, New Republic ground assault forces or special operations uh, have the 
weapons to carry out their mission. While this is going on, New Republic Intelligence and uh, Alphabet Squadron finally locate where Shadow Wing will be, and that is the world of Pandem Nye. Now, this is going to be uh, pretty much the big climax uh, to this um, to this story here. <clears throat> Pandem Nye. Uh, has a lot of uh, shipyards. Um, they're also uh, mining some Tabana gas in the atmosphere. Uh, but the planet's air is still breathable. Like, it's just very, like, the Tabana gas is very limited. So here we have Alphabet Squadron come in. And before they assault Pan uh, uh, Pandem Nye, uh, Aiden calls in Nath Tenzent and gives him a special task while everything is going on. So the objective is, the main objective here is to, um, Alphabet Squadron would be flying in, uh, sneak into Pandem Nye, and start attacking these uh, facilities that are in the atmosphere of Pandem Nye, uh, this one main control node, essentially, uh, they so Yurika, Will, Nath, and Chas are going to be providing cover fire and taking out uh, fuel pods, while uh, Kairos and this New Republic Special Forces detachment board the station to start taking out the reactor for the station. While that's happening, <laughs> Nath Tenzin has to, uh, his secret mission is that he hops on board the station and takes out uh, Nares. Um, his job from Karen is to take her out, gather information on Erica Quell, and the rest of Shadow Wing. And come back and report to Aiden. Uh, he does his mission. Yes, spoiler alert. Uh, Nares does die. Um, and he beams the information to Karen Aiden. And then he goes on with the rest of the attack. And uh, ends up saving Will Lark a couple of times. As well as Shastocratic. Um, but during this time, we start to see pieces of the station are starting to fall towards the populated um, surfaces of Pandem Nye. And Erica Quell decides, all right, I'm going to break off from this engagement and I'm going to go and destroy these chunks with my X-Wing. And as she's doing that, her X-Wing is starting to fall apart because... It's just taking too much strain from the atmosphere. And uh, the guns are starting not to work. Uh, her droid ends up biting it. Which, that was actually a pretty sad moment. Um, and <laughs> once all of the debris gets cleared out of the way, she ends up crashing on the surface. <laughs> and then uh, Ewing <laughs> follows her down there. And there is Karen Aiden. And uh, Karen and, uh, well, Aiden and Quell talk about 
Quell's final days in the Empire and how she defected. And she's pretty much pushed by her commanding officer in Shadowwing to defect to the New Republic because she doesn't believe in what the Empire is doing. She doesn't believe in the mission. She's seen the horrors of this war. She's seen everything uh, that the Empire has done and it doesn't sit well with her and she's starting to become a shell of herself and that's when she's encouraged to defect. So, you know, she she uh, ends up defecting. Well, quote-unquote defecting. She ends up getting captured and then defecting. And then that brings her in the path of Kara Naden and the rest of Alphabet Squadron. But we, we see Quell struggling through all of this. We see Quell dealing with her choices, dealing with the pain of her choices. There's one interesting thing, uh, especially a thread throughout this book, and I'm sorry if I was all over the place in this explanation for this book. Um, there's a lot here, <laughs> you know, there's, there's a lot, but it's, uh, it's still a, a great book. Um, there's one thing that that we that we see and that is it's dealing with the past it's dealing with uh trauma and that is that it's it's important especially when when it comes to life it's it's dealing with trauma it's dealing with um, the past, it's, it's dealing with who you are, the choices that you've made. And it also deals with sacrifice too. And, and I just have to say that it's an interesting byline through this book because it, it also happened in Alexander Freed's other, uh, well, Freed still has, uh, two other Star Wars books, uh, besides Alphabet Squadron. Uh, in his Rogue One novelization, we see it. And in his Battlefront book, we see it. You know, we just see that... We, we see that the sacrifices that you make, the choices that you make, have an impact. It's about legacy. It's about all of it. And... I know I'm reading deep into a uh, a Star Wars book, but I I have to because that's what is being shown to me as a reader, and I, I just have to say I love this book. It's incredible. It is wonderful. It's action packed. It's it's fun, and I just I can't say enough about it. I I just really can't say enough about this book. It's it's great. So if you get the chance to read it, even with the spoilers that I have here, if you get the chance to read it, check it out. It's amazing. Uh, I would also recommend listening to it on Audible because Star Wars audiobooks are incredible. 
uh, because you get to hear the sounds. They have some music playing in the background. It's just, it's awesome. So uh, if you get the chance, check out uh, Alphabet Squadron. I'm also going to recommend Shadowfall next week uh, once we uh, talk about that. But it's it's really cool. It also ties in a little bit to the game uh, Star Wars Squadrons because um, Vanguard Squadron also operates with Alphabet Squadron. And uh, Hera is in Star Wars Squadrons as well. So, my friends, I cannot recommend uh, this book enough to uh, any of you, or to all of you, I should say. Uh, so, definitely check that out. So, uh, next week, we're going to be uh, talking about Shadowfall, as well as I uh, am going to be talking about the book Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, the Traveler's Guide to Batuu. Uh, and I know what some of you are thinking, like, why are you talking about Galaxy's Edge? Why are you going to be talking about this book? Well, because I want to. <laughs> I have a trip to Batuu coming up uh, in May. I can't wait. Uh, but I also I wanted to talk about the book um, and just give my overall thoughts on it. And then, uh, you know, and then we'll get into the Shadowfall thing. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> I also said Thrawn, we're going to be talking about Thrawn. Uh, I am all over the place with these notes. I, but whatever. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think that's where we should end the, end today's show or this week's show. Uh, my friends, I just want to say, uh, before we go, I just want to say thank you all for the love and the support that you guys uh, give to the show every single week. Uh, you guys are incredible. I, I love you all. Um, this has been such an incredible journey so far. And it's only just beginning. There's so much Star Wars content out there that we're going to be talking about and we're going to be covering. Uh, do not forget that uh, we are going to have the uh, live broadcast from Galaxy's Edge uh, in May. Uh, if I go, uh, I have the trip planned, <laughs> but it all depends on COVID. <laughs> but anyway, um, so we can uh, look forward to that. Uh, we are also going to be, as soon as we get the Bad Batch, we're going to be doing breakdowns on those episodes as well. So stay tuned. We've got a lot uh We've got a lot in the works here, folks. So I just wanted to uh, just say I love you all. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, may you fight for light and life. May the force be with you. And remember that we are all the Republic. Until next week, I'll see you then. <laughs>